As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Oh, you, you always make the money on the way in on the purchase. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode and the interview with our best ever guest, I want to mention Fund That Flip because Fund That Flip is an online lender that gives you fast, convenient access to really affordable money that you need for your flip project. So if you're doing residential flips, then the main thing I imagine that you're focused on, uh, or the main two things, are the deal and the money. Uh, so if you've got the deal pipeline, but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a, uh, a group that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. The founder of Fund That Flip is Matt Rodak, and he's actually one of my very first guests on the show. It's episode number seven. Um, so if you have a chance, go check that out too. Familiarize yourself with Matt and what he's all about. But when you're needing money and you want an online lender that provides fast, convenient access to affordable capital for your flipping projects, then Fund That Flip's the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt. And uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, so go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Best ever listeners, hello, hello, hello. How you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and this is a show where we cut out all the fluffy stuff. We don't like that. We want to get straight into the best advice that moves your business forward. We've spoken to uh, Jay Papazon, the co-author of The One Thing with Gary Keller, um, Robert Kiyosaki, the, uh, well, you know who Robert Kiyosaki is, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Tom Wheelwright, uh, Robert Kiyosaki's CPA a fascinating conversation. If you haven't checked that out, go check it out. Tom Wheelwright, Joe Farrell. Let's just Google it and the episode will come up. Um, today, we are going to be speaking to a wonderful best ever guest who has an exper experience across multiple um, types of real estate uh, investing strategies. And um, we're going to get into that right now. So how are you doing, Bed Studley? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, Joe? How are you doing very well? Thank you for uh, asking me. <laughs> and a little bit about Ben before we get into it. Ben is a 
uh, he majored at Old Dominion University um, as a civil engineer, and he turned into real. He turned to real estate shortly thereafter. He got into sales, um, then an investor, and now he is on the uh, both hard, hard money side as well as doing deals himself um, and with partners. He is a loan originator, and he's done. He did over 100 loans last year, averaging about a million dollars a month uh, on those loans. And he, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, he, his his company is a hard money lender, uh, and you can find him and say hi to him at Lance L A N T Z, uh, Lanceman L A N T Z M A N Lending dot com, or you can just do the nice and easy thing and just click the link um, if you want to go see his company uh, in the show notes page. He's based in San Diego, California. Totally jealous. One of my, <laughs> one of the places in 2016 that's on my list of to visit. I've never been to San Diego. Um, so, uh, props to you for just living there. Um, it especially seems nice me being in Cincinnati right now with the snow surrounding me. Um, so jealous there. Uh, and, and Ben, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on? Yeah, sure. I, as you mentioned, I did go to school for engineering. Um, I got out of that when I moved to California and got into real estate. I have a background in, um, Real estate sales, you know, realtor, traditional sales, as well as uh, corporate housing, <clears throat> which is um, fully furnished rentals, uh, extended stays, kind of like a hotel alternative, uh, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, stuff like that. Uh, I then moved into hard money. Um, that's my focus. We lend throughout California, Nevada, Arizona, and Texas. And, uh, you know, I'm a loan originator for the company. Um we focus primarily on fix and flips, uh, ground up construction, et cetera. And I also invest myself um, in mainly condos downtown San Diego, um, buy, fix, flip, or buy, fix, rent, and uh, a couple other investments on the side as well. And I still do my typical real estate sales here and there for good qualified uh, referrals. Uh, in the Southern California area, I'd like to talk more about the loan originator for your being a loan originator for your company uh, that is a hard money lender. What do you what do you look for in a project? Well, you know, being hard money, we are asset based, so it's kind of the opposite of what most people are used to in the mortgage industry, where you got to have a debt to income ratio, credit score, et cetera. It's, we actually don't even look at any of that. We look at the, the deal itself. So if it's a fix and flip, um, we're looking at what the borrower is buying it for, how much money they're putting into it, and what's going to be worth at the end. Um, those are the main three things. Those numbers right away will tell you if it's a good deal or not. Obviously, we're concerned about the market, um, how that neighborhood works, uh, you know, how quickly the houses sell, et cetera. But that margin and the strength of the market are our two main concerns. Uh, the, better, the better the deal, the bigger the margin. And obviously, we're going to quantify all those numbers ourselves, underwrite the deal, make sure we agree with them more or less, and take a look at the rehab as well, make sure that they, they're doing everything that they should be doing. Um, for construction or you know, even commercial refinances, it's all kind of the same. Uh, just got to quantify their numbers, make sure everything looks good, and 
the stronger the deal, the, the better the loan. When you're looking at the uh, the three the three main questions that you said, what are they buying it for? How much are they putting into it, and what will it be worth? What type of percentages or amounts? What do you like to see? So you know, we have just a few requirements. That's that it's non-owner occupied, and that we're in first position. Um, in terms of the LTV percentages, we go up to sixty-five sometimes 70% of the ARV, which is the after repaired value. Um, that would include the renovations as well. Generally speaking, what that works out to, as another example, it's the same number, but in a different way, is around 80% of the purchase price, plus 100% of the rehab uh, renovation construction costs. So in other words, our borrowers really only have to come up with around 20% of the purchase price and we will cover all of the rest, including all the construction. When you look at the the other things that you mentioned, like the market, how quickly it will sell, what are the numbers or uh, ratios that you want to see? Well, obviously, we don't want to be getting into a market where there's a whole lot of houses sitting there, not selling, and not too many sold comparable uh, houses. So we obviously want a much higher ratio of sold comps versus active comps. To tell you the truth, we really barely look at the active comps. We really rely mainly on the sold comps because that's raw data. Uh, numbers don't lie. And if uh, all the houses are selling at a value that supports our borrowers, our clients, um, ARV, then it should be a good deal. And that kind of is the main thing. Uh, if there's not a lot of data to pull, that's usually just a bad sign. We don't necessarily look at the days on market, although we do glance at it. If if the houses that are selling are staying on there for you know 270 days, uh, that's not a good sign either. Can you um, put some more numbers on what would be a good sign? Yeah. And what and what what would be just acceptable? What's like par for course? Sure. Yeah. You know, it's uh, obviously every market's different. So, you know, dealing mainly with California uh, investments, we don't usually run into a problem. Um, You know, almost every market has 50 plus sold comps with only a few active comps. And whenever I say comps, I'm referring to houses that are, you know, very similar in both size, uh, structure, uh, style, um, obviously location, lot size, et cetera. So that's the first criteria is we're going to set up that. And then we're looking at the raw numbers of how many houses. It's not that we have a minimum, but like I said, it's more of a ratio, much more sold comps versus active comps. And so I don't have a number for you, but um, I would say anything with more than you know, five or 10 active comps in the area in in like a mile radius with, you know, only one or two to five sold comps is a little bit risky. Usually it's more of double the sold comps towards active comps. Okay. That's very helpful. Ben, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Oh, you, you always make the money on the way in on the purchase. So 
no matter what type of investing you're doing, buy and hold, fix and flip, uh, commercial or construction, um, you know, in, there's always risk involved with any invest, investment. You run the numbers, you do your due diligence correctly, you're going to know if it's a good deal at the beginning, on the way in, on the purchase. And if you have a good purchase, you'll never lose money. Worst case scenario is you don't make as much as you think. <laughs> so, you know, that you got to always remember that. You don't want to shoot for the end, uh, you know, shoot for the top of the market in the end. Um, you always want to be safe on the, on the entrance. And then obviously just almost parallel, uh, equally important is having a good team around you. Um, you got to have all your people, all your players in place. As a loan originator for a hard money lender, roughly how many deal? I mean, you're 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 doing you're originating over you originate over a hundred loans last year, so you're you're doing a, a good volume. How many deals out of those? So you originate a hundred. How many do you, do you think you were presented in last year? I'd say probably two hundred. I'd say we have a, about a fifty percent. I don't want to call it success rate, but a conversion rate. You know, mm-hmm. out of that 50% that we pass on, it's probably half and half of that. So 25% of them we pass, 25% um, the bar, the clients, the borrowers, they end up not getting the deal done for one reason or another. On the 25% that your team passes, uh-huh. is there a uh, one common thing for why that's the case? Um, yeah, it's typically the only reason we're going to pass a deal, assuming that it's in a a decent market. You know, there are a few rural markets. uh, Let's just use California as an example. There are a few rural inland markets that we we prefer not to lend in. Taking that out of consideration, because that's pretty much just a definite no. um, If we were to look at a borrower's deal and actually say we're going to pass on this, that's mainly due to very unrealistic numbers presented to us, um, along with not a strong experience level from the borrower. And they usually go hand in hand, of course. So, you know, I always try to tell people, don't try to convince your lender to loan them money or convince the lender that their values are wrong. We're on your team. You know, we're, we're looking out for the project, which is your project, which is our money. So we're all on the same side. Um, if we're seeing the numbers, the ARV, for example, is much, much, much lower than what the borrower sees, that's a big red flag. Um, you know, if they're buying it for 500, putting 50 into it, I think it's going to be worth 700. And we can see very clearly that the numbers just do not support that. And the ARV is really realistically right around that 550 mark. That's a that's a big red flag, and we're probably going to pass on that. What's usually the response when you have that conversation? It, it's half and half, really. It's uh, <clears throat> you know, it, half the borrowers thank me very much. They look at it again. They end up passing on the deal. They agree with me. I bring up some questions, some very valid concerns on our end regarding that, that those values. Uh, maybe they crossed a major highway, maybe they went in, <clears throat> they used comps from a neighborhood that just doesn't, isn't the same. The neighborhood right next door could be getting much higher values that they're using, but everything in their 
neighborhood is uh, lower. Um, so, you know, about half the time, uh, borrowers thank me quite a bit and they end up passing on the deal altogether. And, you know, we could have just saved them a, a lot of money if they got into it and tried to do, go through with it and, and sold it and end up losing money, you know, at least over time with a finance deal. Um, and then the other half, uh, probably a little bit less than half, I'd say maybe one third would end, actually end up getting <laughs> angry at me or, you know, argumentative at the very least, um, just thinking that they're right and we're wrong. But once again, it comes down to, you know, we, we're almost like another inspection or an appraisal. We're looking at all the same values and all the same numbers and we don't see it. And that's, that's a concern that they should at least at the very least take into consideration and relook at their numbers and do some more due diligence. How, how many hours does it take you once you have everything you need to uh, determine if it's a good project and you're moved forward? Um, <clears throat> well, like I said, I, I do at least a million a month and our company with, is very, very small. We do over a hundred million dollars in loans every year. So we do this a lot. Uh, you know, even when I'm investing, I'm kind of still looking at the same exact process. So this is what I do day in, day out. Every deal is different. For most of the cookie cutter deals, uh, it might take us 20 or 30 minutes to get a pretty good value. Um, and once you get the value, that's really all the underwriting is. Then you just kind of do the math backwards. Now, obviously some deals are much more complicated. Could take days. Um, What's an example of a complicated deal? Well, it's usually deals that are unclear. Um, maybe it's a neighborhood that's very dynamic, up and coming, where the sold comps support a lower value, the active comps support a much higher value. Uh, neighborhood just to the east is getting, you know, $300 a square foot, and the neighborhood therein is getting. $500 a square foot and the neighborhood to the south is getting $400 a square foot. And they all, besides the location that's very close, uh, you know, mileage wise, um, doesn't really seem to explain it so much. So everything equal, we can't explain just by looking at the comps, why these properties are getting such different values. Mm-hmm. But that's going to, you know, obviously require much more research, calling the local experts, visiting the site sometimes, um, getting more information from contractors, all the experts, you know, mainly the realtors and other lenders. Um, those obviously take some more time. And then the other thing that can really impact uh, the underwriting process would be the rehab budget, the construction budget. Um, depending on what they're doing, you know, if they are making additions to the property, significantly changing the property, the footprint, that's always going to require permits. The permitting process is different per city. And obviously, we don't know what that process is for every city that we lend in. So, you know, some places um, can take over-the-counter permits literally in a day. Some cities will take months. San Francisco mm-hmm. takes, you know, at least six weeks. And so that that obviously creates a, 
another variable in our underwriting where if they don't get the permits for some reason, then that addition that they just did doesn't count. But that's not permitted square footage on that house. So it's another variable that we have to be careful with. Um, if they're starting at 1500 and they're going to go to 3000 square feet and the permitting process is six weeks long, it's another it's another variable that we really need to consider in case those permits don't get accepted. So those are those are some things, you know, calling the city, getting all that information uh, can take, you know, an extra few days. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right. Well, then we shall do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever deal you've done. Uh, Close the deal within 24 hours for a guy that uh, had his lender back out on him last minute and... We were able to get in there and close it, and he was a great deal and made him a lot of money. Best ever book you've read? Uh, Four-hour work week. Tim Ferriss. Yes, sir. Best ever personal growth experience? What did you learn from it? Moving to California. I had a great life where I came from. Moving to California, I hit a string of bad luck. I ended up living out of my car, going completely broke, and had to rebuild my life. Best experience ever. What? How did that happen? Well, <clears throat> plans don't go as planned. <laughs> uh, moving out here, not knowing anyone, not having a job lined up yet, even though I've been applying for a year. Uh, knowing I want to live in San Diego and just making it work. It worked <laughs> in the end, but um, it did take a long time. And it, the learning experience from that is, is just unmatchable. How... How long do you live in your car? Uh, I was only living in my car for less than a week. Um, I was couch surfing before that for about two weeks. And uh, then I finally moved into a little tiny room in a big house. Um, eventually after that, you know, about three weeks after. That's a personal growth experience. That is for sure. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. What's the best ever way you like to give back? You know, it's time is money and, and vice versa. Um I always like to donate to my favorite nonprofits every year. I have a few that I really feel very strongly about. Um, so I always donate money to nonprofits, and then I donate time by doing uh, seminars and learning, teaching experiences to people, uh, both individual level, uh, you know, friends and family and referrals that want to just kind of get their life together and get their career started and make a turn for the better. And then obviously in my industry, uh, a big part of investing and using hard money is just learning. So I I really believe in knowledge is power. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far? Not doing it sooner. Best industry I could ever imagine. And I wish I got in here sooner. What's the best ever place the best ever listeners can reach you? Uh, My cell phone. 619-777-8790. Well, Ben, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your advice with the best ever listeners and um, talking about the three questions you as a hard money lender wants to know. One is what are they buying it at? Two, or, well, what are they buying it for or at? Whichever preposition we want to use. Uh, two is how much money 
um, is being put into it. And then three is what will it be worth in the end? Uh, then you also look at the market and how quickly will it sell? You look at different ratios. Don't really have a hard and fast ratio, but um, certainly if the double amount of sold comps, if the amount of sold comps double the amount of active comps, then uh, that tends to be a good sign. Um, and you, you know, your 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 uh, experience um, living in your car, moving to moving to San Diego, doing the couch surfing thing, and then. Uh, building, you know, building your career on the way up. And I was under the impression when you initially started, um, you mentioned it was a family business. Is this your family business or is it somebody else's family and you're being hired? You're hired as part of the company. Yeah. Choice B. It's not my family. choice B. Got it. Yeah. I, I, when you said family business, I was thinking it was your, your family. And I was like, and then you said when you were couch surfing, I was like, well, what happened? <laughs> Cause he's got a family, his family's got this business that makes more sense. Um, and uh, I, I have uh, more respect for you uh, because of that. Um, that's for sure. So thanks so much for being on the show. hope you have the best ever week and we'll talk to you soon. Great. Thank you, Joe. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever.